All right. So now I'm going to transition into talking about the mystical archive. And this is, I got to say, CGB, this is quite something. The last time that we saw stuff like this was, uh, let's see, I remember the inventions in Kaladesh. And then they had in uh, Armenkat, they were called... Uh, invocations. Invocations. And they were basically a similar idea to what this is, which is reprints of random cards which were not in the standard set and were not standard playable. And they just threw them in and they were alternate arts and they had like this fantastic kind of unique art style on them and they were designed to be collector's items and also random reprints of certain cards. But they were ultra, 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 ultra rare. And so they definitely weren't like bringing the prices of anything down necessarily. So my mm -hmm. understanding of these cards is that, are we getting one of these in every pack? I believe that is absolutely true. Which is kind of rad. So in addition to just getting our regular like rare or mythic card, we're also getting one of these as well. As I understand it, yes. Okay, so that's just kind of gangbusters. Because yeah, right there, it's very different immediately yeah. i mean that is adding a substantial amount of value to a pack because some of these cards are like real cards man these are these are the kind of cards that people go out of their way to buy and play in many many formats so i i think this is quite a substantial boost to just like the average value of a pet like if i was buying in paper i'd be very excited about this but even from an arena standpoint for those of you who play historic so now we get into the next part of it. Most, but not all of these cards are playable in Historic. So yeah. some of them are reprints of cards that are already in Historic, but a lot of them are not already in Historic. And I'll, I mean, I have to say that like reading through these, it's like Historic Anthologies 4 through 6 or something. Like this is filling in a lot of kind of bad will shall we say from Maybe. some of the mediocre previous anthologies so probably that, better than some anthologies on their own yes yes absolutely yep so that's what i'm starting with now there are some there are some gaps that haven't been quite filled in what what am i missing here Kovaco blue um six of them i think either six or seven are banned in historic right so that's interesting right away uh, legal and limited, and they are legal in historic, but they are not legal in standard unless they were otherwise printed there. And there's one in every pack. I think that that covers most of it. There are Japanese alternate arts of these special alternate arts, which exist in Japanese boosters, but I believe you can also get from American collector boosters. Might be wrong about that too. Mm. A lot of details. This is a pretty new and bizarre thing. Uh, they are all instants and sorceries. So it's very interesting that they have this Magecraft mechanic that they're pushing for um, limited, right? It, it, it looks so far like a limited mechanic. And then they add these instants or sorceries to every pack. Every single pack will have an instant or sorcery. That, that's a big deal right there. And they're like these really powerful ones. So like they added a whole different dimension to limited, and they might add a whole different dimension to historic without touching standard in a new set. It's kind of bizarre. It really is. So um, tell me about the rarity thing, because I actually don't really understand what's going on there. 
Oh, yeah. If, if the card is a common, it is currently legal in standard. Now, that's because uh... it was printed in standard in a different set. Like, I, I don't believe that they're taking any commons and adding a new card to standard through that spot. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So if it's common, you know it's a standard legal card. Or uncommon, I guess? Yeah, that's silver. Never mind. So there are no commons. It starts I at see. uncommon. Okay. So silver is so stand, silver standard ones legal. Standard legal. The gold ones are historic. Uh, historic legal. Got it. Okay. Unless they're on that ban list, and the mythics are historically legal unless they're on that ban list. Oh, okay. Got it. I thought that the mythics were going to be banned from historic, but... They might be. I don't think so, though. Okay. I, I think there's at least one mythic that's going to be legal that I can think of off the top of my head. Nice. Okay. So that's a nice little primer on the whole thing. Why don't we get into it here? So, yeah, sounds good. We... We talked about Demonic Tutor Opt and Swords to Plowshares on a previous podcast. Yes. I'm going to. I just want to update that rather than go over the cards themselves. Unless you want to talk, maybe you have something to say about how they'll work with some cards we've seen. But Demonic Tutor is banned. That is, one is a banned card. Isn't Swords to Plowshares as well? Swords to Plowshares is also a banned card. Yeah. So the, those two, those are two of the. I think it's six that are banned. So yeah, taste it, black and white mages. Uh, although, honestly, people playing those cards in Historic are doing just fine. Thank you very much. Okay, so the first card we're going to talk about here is Whirlwind Denial. Now, of course, this isn't standard already, and not much more to say on it, other than that this is a pretty sweet art. It is a nice art, Raiden. It's like Raiden from Mortal Kombat art. Dude, nice. yeah. I'm, I'm all about that Raiden life. Uh, if you ever visited my stream, you will know that it is basically Raiden-themed. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, card doesn't really see play, though. But still, whatever. This next card, though, I don't know. Channel? I mean, unfortunately, this is probably banned in Historic, right? Be this is banned! Yes. This is a banned card. Um, yes. And if you've never seen this card... did Wait, did I tell this story last yes, week on the yes, podcast? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just tell tell the peeps again what this card does. Green, green sorcery until end of turn. Anytime you could activate a mana ability, you may pay one life. If you do, add colorless. God, that is not how it was worded back in the day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they actually made a card text shorter. Can you believe it? It's amazing. Uh, anyway, mm -hmm. in a nutshell, you can pay life and turn it into mana until end of turn. And right. if you have a fireball type effect like Bane Fire, you can just pump all that into the effect and dome your opponent and kill them. So right. we're going to be watching for any kind of an effect like that in the limited environment because you could literally draft or sealed pop channel fireball. Yep. So channel fireball is a combo. You could also do such fun things in Historic as play Ulamog on turn two for the modest price of 10 life, which is not very much life, honestly, to get an Ulamog on turn two. But it is banned in historic. Yes, so, so you like, can't do we're, that. <laughs> we're we're an, we're analyzing it, I guess, from a historic brawl or a what would you say a, a limited standpoint, I guess. Yep, yep. But you know, I mean, you know when you want to play this card, it's probably because you have some busted something that you want to do yep. early. When in you the are game. a gross person, indeed, a, yep. a filthy human being. Okay. 
Next card here, Harmonize, two green green sorcery, draw three cards. So the first thing about this card is that it's just a little bit odd to have like one of the most efficient card draw spells ever being green. Was Indeed. This, was this like a, was this in one of them sets where they were messing with the color wheel or whatever? I'm trying to remember where this first showed up, and I remember it being like maybe M13 or something like that was when I noticed the card, but I think it was printed before then, and yeah, four mana sorcery speed to draw three in green, uh, an ability that had mostly been blue, so the color pie was a lie even years ago. Don't let them fool you. The color lie. Do you think that this has a place in historic? Uh, well, I was, I was going to ask you that. I this card is certainly i think it's safe to say this card is just not as good as it was when it was printed um because everything these days has draw a card in it or your opponent dies immediately on it and so <sighs> i i don't think yeah so. i'm not I, I i was kind of struggling to find a place for it in my mind and nothing really came out to me i think maybe if you have like some kind of mono green ramp combo like some really odd deck you know would be the place i'd be thinking to play this if it were an instant i think it would find a home and it's That's a sorcery true. so i don't think it will yep yep well well I, by way of saying this is not going to be in mono green in historic this is not going to be in like any kind of green control deck in historic if this shows up it's going to be in some probably a mono green deck that desperately needs the card draw um anyway okay how about putrefy so putrefy is one in a black green instant to destroy target artifact or creature it can't be regenerated this card is fine but maelstrom pulse exists which hits more things but at sorcery speed and maybe there will be a time where it's the perfect sideboard card because of the way the format lines up but i don't think it's going to have a huge impact of course if you open this in limited you're thrilled but i think in historic it's just okay totally agree hard agree all right ephemerate one white mana for an instant Exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control, but wait, there's more. If you cast this spell from your hand, exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. What a weird card, CGB. Have you played with this card in any format? I have never played with Ephemerate before. I have played with Rebound, which is the ability there, and... Mm. It, this is the first rebound card coming to Arena, I believe. So basically, yeah, you play it once and then you get a free redo of it, a free copy of it at the beginning of your next turn. Which, remember, all those Magecraft spells, they do say copy as well. Whenever you copy a spell, I mean, so, is that what this is? So hold no, on. No, you cast the spell. It It's not clear to me, do, don't you not, get it when it resolves don't you not get it when it resolves no you do you do okay because when i read this if you cast the spell from your hand exile it as it resolves yep so my assumption would be that when it resolves you exile it and you don't get it in, in that moment am i wrong no about you that? do get it oh You're okay wrong about that okay all yeah. right you, you get the effect both times that okay so you double it up so that's pretty gas yeah, it, it's actually really good. With mm-hmm. Ephemerate here, you get to blink a card, and then you get to, at the beginning of the next turn, blink it again. 
Yorian? You're going to be Yorianing around, bro? Yorian? Can I I get a Yorian up in here? It's going to blink the thing that blinks all the things. Then it's going to come back and blink the thing again. Yeah. Tell you what. I think if if there's any release that might entice CGB back into Historic, it's this release. And we haven't even gotten to the best, the best of the best yet. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. This this card is cool. I'm excited to play with it for what would be the first time for me. I really think it's cool with Skyclave Apparition because it's oh, only one white yeah. and you get a double touch double. on your Skyclave app. Nasty. Yeah. Especially in response to like a Bone Crusher Giant or something. That's just. Or no, no, in response to the first trigger so they don't get the token the first uh, time at all. That's, yeah, that's, see what I'm doing there? That's pretty gas as well. Yeah, overall, uh, it's priced to move and it doubles double the fun. So. Dig it. Okay, how about this next one, CGB? Defiant Strike. Do we do we need to read the we ones that are already legal? It. We can just, just say, okay, you know it, you love it, you can play it with Feather. The art is freaking cool. It's a cool art. Yeah, yeah is it's that, a nice one. That, that looks kind of like Nahiri, perhaps, with her glowing swords of death. I don't know. At any maybe? rate. Although it's does have kind of a trojan thing going on so maybe not yeah that's anyway. what i was gonna say i think i see a trojan helm but i, I don't know it's fighting some japanese like crazy just evil anime monster nasty monster yeah it's super super gas why don't i just jump to mind's desire yeah, because you, we haven't seen this one you read this before. card it's a very cgb potentially card Mind's Desire is four blue blue for a sorcery. It's a mythic in this case. Shuffle your library, then exile the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card without paying its mana cost. And this card has Storm, which says when you cast this spell, copy it for each spell cast before it this turn. This card is not on the ban list. This one's coming to Historic. Now, I was there, man. I was there when we would cast Mind's Desire on like turn two or three after casting like 50 other spells that drew cards and untapped lands and made more mana and drew more cards and fidgeted all over the place. And we just, here's our whole deck. It's on the battlefield. I was there. I remember it. Is it coming back? Are we doing that in Historic? I mean, we're missing the various pieces to make that all come together, but the card is undeniably powerful. This is the kind of card that people still regularly storm off with in, like, you know, Vintage Cube or whatever. Somewhere in these locked <laughs> halls in high ivory towers that the mere plebs can't get into. These, like, yeah. decks that are, like, $20,000 at stake when they are shuffled. Those people are minds desiring. Yeah, so we, we don't have, like, various broken cards that people combo with this like oh i don't know black lotus or lion's eye diamond being a couple of examples of cards that we definitely don't have in historic but um yeah man if you i mean this card's all about cheating i mean the whole point of this card is to do something absolutely completely supposed to be should be against the rules of magic and to break it Yep, we've got Paradox Engine, we've got Paradoxical Outcome and Mox Ambers, we've got a few interesting little mana sneaky things, maybe um, maybe there's a deck that's going to Mind's Desire, uh, we have Omniscience, like who knows? Yeah, um, one of the interesting things about this card is, okay, so you storm off with it, it makes a bunch of 
copies, right? Hopefully. The first one goes on the stack and resolves. At that point, you have... Oh, no. Hold on. Okay, you can't... I was going to say you can mess with your library, but you actually can't because each instance of it shuffles the library. That's correct. Okay, so you're basically but just playing a lottery with the top of your library. If you play this because it copies itself on the stack, it is another spell, so they continue to add so the storm count. keeps storming so, off. That is so, ridiculous. So if you do it for three and the last card you reveal is another Mind's Desire, you do it for six and so on. Yeah. It's good times. Oh, the filth. Oh, the filth. And note that, yeah, this card has nothing about exiling itself anywhere on it. So, oh, the possibilities. So basically, um, when Strixhaven comes out, go to uh, Ali Eldrazi, his uh, st Stark stream on <laughs> yeah. Twitch, because I 100% guarantee you that he's going to be trying to break this card. I just had a thought. Mm. If they don't let us, they usually don't play historic in the early access events. If they don't let us play historic in the early access event, oh, that would be yeah, a shame. That would be with kind of messed cards. up, wouldn't it? Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a say in it. I don't want to sound whiny about it because right. it's super privileged to get to play in those. But it would really suck if you couldn't play historic in them. Hard agree. Yep. Okay, next card, village rights. We all know and love this card. Um, sweet art. Just I like sweet the, art. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing to comment on here. Like this, this art looks really cool. You got the, the that skull with like one red side. And like, what's going on? I don't know, but it's cool. It is extremely cool. Yes, if I was playing village rights in a deck, I would feel highly motivated to get this version of it. Another card I'll be highly motivated to get immediately upon its release is Inquisition. Uh, Kozilek's. Uh, what is this card in English? Is Inquisition, Inquisition of, of Kozilek. Okay, yes. cool. So, um, if you are already having fun in Historic with Thoughtseize, I've got some good or bad news, depending on, on how you feel about it. So this is basically Thoughtseize number two. It is... Definitely a different card, but they often get played together. Now, um, this card is in a foreign language. I'm wondering if you remember the exact text of it. I'm going to go for it. Kay. One in a black sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. Choose a card with converted mana cost three or more. That player discards that card. I think it's three or less. I thought it was... Uh, it would have to be less, right? Yeah. I'm, more would suck. I'm pretty sure okay. it's three or less. Yeah. Yeah, I said it backwards. Three or less. You're right. Okay, so yeah, this card isn't like exactly Thoughtseize, but of course you don't uh, you don't lose life casting it, so that's cool. And it has a more limited range of things that it can hit. Um, of course, the basically the more degenerate the format gets, the better this card gets because degenerate formats tend to run cheap cards. Uh, this card cannot take something like a Muxus, so bear that in mind. Whereas Thoughts he's Collected can. Company. Yep, Collected Company. There Nissa. are there are yep. some really solid hits that this card cannot get. To Fairy Five, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> all the win cons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
But what you'll see is that there are just there are a lot of decks which play basically like four Thought Seizers and four Inquisitions of Kozilek in older formats. And um, it just for, for various reasons, for their various motives. Um, but it can get pretty backbreaking after a while to just have every playable card snatched from your hand. At a very low cost, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good card. I just... I think it's more likely to see like one or two of play. If I were crafting it, that's probably what I would do. I'd craft one as my fifth thought seize and maybe another if it just always overperformed. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's only so many of these you want to draw off the top of your library before they get really bad. So keep that in mind. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this card, like that combination of cards will often get played in like, is it like dredge decks or there's like a particular archetype that you're asking the wrong yeah, guy because this is the arena is. craft podcast where we talk exclusively about things in magic arena <laughs> basically there's there's kind of like this kind of an archetypal shell that you'll see in some older formats which runs the two cards along with oh, a number of other things uh it just kind of hit me is it eight rack just like the the discard oh, deck I see. that runs people... all the rack effects yeah, so that that surely has to be a deck somewhere um but but anyway just a powerful discard spell to keep an eye on for sure okay um how about how about this dark ritual i got it have 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 you ever heard of this card i have heard of dark ritual uh (laughs) another one from my past that i cast many times Uh, oh one in a black instant add three black mana to your mana pool that, there was a time where this was just fine. This was legal and standard dude, a lot longer than I think it should have been. Dude, like, we were just throwing these around, man. These were, like, these yeah. just, like, every magic player had random dark rituals lying around. Now it's time to go back to that. Historic is going to be the format where every single player is going to have, like, all these dark witch rituals to just throw around, right? right? Uh, uh, unfortunately, this is it's... one of them the banned cards unfortunately honestly this card should not be legal and historic anyone who thinks it should is a fool banned card alert (laughs) this this card is not okay all right um any any card which at instant speed takes one mana and turns it into three is just messed up for the record um so yeah but sweetheart for sure Good, good card to own. I wonder if it's banned in Commander. Yeah, that's a good question. Probably not. I'm going to check. This is, this is the kind of card that's like... It's legal in Commander. Oh, it's uh, on, baby. It's also legal in Pauper. Okay. Legal yeah. in Pauper. Yeah. Wow. Get on it. That must be a thing. You, you get to play that 2-2 zombie for, 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 for three on turn one. Like, get it. Let's go. Doing it. Freaking doing it. All right, uh, how about Weather the Storm, CGB? One in a green instant. You gain three life. It has Storm. It has that, Storm. That's it. That's the card. Okay, now I know that this has also been part of some combos. I don't really know what it is. Um, anyone who wants to gain an insane amount of life might choose to play this card. I've seen this card, and it has been played in the storm decks that you've seen around modern and legacy like the combo decks in spots where you probably can't combo off but you need to buy time to combo off like when facing burn where it's just like an i win card but it's cheaper and easier to assemble than your actual i win card so that's it's another 
combo card that I don't know, somebody's gonna play this with Vito and they're gonna like think they're the smartest alive and that's Ooh, fine. There you go. Basically people this is what you need to know about the storm mechanic. It's designed to be broken. So mm-hmm. when you put a storm card in your deck, it's because you're planning to cast roughly a million spells on the same turn and then have this cascading effect of value and destruction. So don't even remotely consider putting any of these storm cards in your deck unless that's the plan is to have a big turn and do something kind of stupid all right uh we've got a couple of of good old bangers coming up here um one of them is cultivate so you know i'm i'm gonna go out here and say that i actually don't like this art very much for cultivate i'll take the other art yeah i don't know what this dude is doing he's trying to like he looks like he's gonna stab him. He's trying to pick his own teeth with his side, <laughs> and uh, that's you know that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Where's like, that side Ben, man? He's like, where's it Ben? Nowhere good. Like picking his teeth and picking fruits at the same time. It's kind of an nope. odd, odd choice. Yeah. First How- one I'm gonna pass on right there. Exactly. However, this next one I definitely won't pass on. A growth spiral has a very sick art. Um, this kind of reminds me of the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> too too close man actually yeah that's that's what we're looking at for sure uh but anyway so yeah growth spiral sweet art okay how about uh read for us as is rage this is a two and a red for an instant kicker eight and a red for a mere 12 mana you get the bonus mode let's let's just hear what it does this spell can't be countered and urza's rage deals three damage to any target If this spell was kicked for that mere 12 mana I mentioned, instead it deals 10 damage to that permanent or player, and the damage can't be prevented. Didn't we have a better version of this card um, in Dominaria? Probably. I I mean, obviously it's insane. Fight with fire? Sure, yeah, fight with fire was really good. That was like 9 mana to deal 10 damage and spread it among any number of targets, I think. Yeah, and the front side was cheaper as well, so this is probably worse than that. It can't be yeah, counted, this is definitely... So. This is a nostalgia play. Yeah. Um, because the 12 mana thing isn't going to happen too much. Here's Here's all I ask. I don't really care if this gets played a lot or not. I don't think it will. I just ask that if you do kick it, you get a sweet animation for kicking it. Like I, I, the some of the extreme kicking costs should just come with like an an achievement unlocked level of animation. Your scourge of the skyclaves should I don't know fly right out of the frickin' monitor and give you a kiss for kicking that thing because it never happens. Hey, we found a channel target. <laughs> yes, yes, it can deal ten. Yeah, you can get ten out of this in channel. That's true. Yeah, so there you go. I I do kind of love how you can spend 12 mana on this card and not necessarily win. (laughs) (laughs) Very. Yeah, yeah, you can go 10 to the dome and then be out of gas. How about a deck which is all ramp spells, Urza's Rage, and Hidetsugu's first right or whatever that card is? Second right? Yeah, that's great. Um, that one is going to cost you 17 mana, and you burn the face, and if they gain one life, you probably lose. Uh, you know, it's worth memeing on. <laughs> All right. Uh, sweet art, though. Okay, uh, Crows and Grip, two and a green, instant, split, second. Do you want to explain to the children, including myself, 
because I've never played with these cards before, what Split Second does. Once upon a time, back in the dawn of Magic the Gathering, there was a class called Interrupt, and it was faster than an instant. <gasps> wow. So that they got rid of that because it was confusing. And they created Split Second, uh, which kind of brought back briefly the Interrupt style, which... Uh, it does have this helpful reminder text, with it, which I think does better explaining it than I even can, which says, as long as the spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. So when you cast it, like, we're done here. Nothing else can happen while this is on the stack. It's going to resolve. It's going to hit its target. You can't counter it. You can't react to it if you cast it either. The opponent can't react to it. The effect just happens. In this case, the effect is destroy target artifact or enchantment. Okay, and so let me get this clear. Let's say I cast a split-second spell. Can anyone else cast a split-second spell in response, or do they have to no. wait? And, okay, so it's just like, boom. It's like the legend rule. It's just the first thing that happens once, it, once it's on the stack. That sounds like the old legend rule, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, have you noticed how, like, as soon as you have two legendaries in play, you have to pick one, you know? Oh, right. And it's uh, like, you can't interact, whatever. Well, it's like, picture how Edgewall Innkeeper triggers the second that the adventure spell hits the stack. In right. this case, this hits the stack, nothing else happens till this effect resolves. Yeah. Like, you can't stop it once the mana has been paid. Yeah. Okay, well, um, it's a cool concept as a mechanic. As far as this particular card goes, um, good specifically in situations where you want an uncounterable, uninteractable disenchant. Yeah, for sure. Like split second, it went during its brief time in constructed like rotating formats, it was heavily played so adding another mana to a disenchant and making it a crows and grip most people would play crows and grip and not disenchant mm -hmm. it's it's just cool like for example if your opponent has an artifact that they were waiting to tap on your turn and then you just like hit it with the crows and grip oh god you're right oh. so i'm trying to think like what's a good example what's something that you sacrifice when you target it I, okay this is not a cop a popular card by any stretch of the imagination mm. but if your opponent just has like a tormod's crypt sitting there to hit your graveyard and is waiting just for mm -hmm. you to do something and you cast frozen grip they oh. don't get to sacrifice no. the uh tormod's crypt yeah just freaking take it out yeah, just done. Yeah, exactly. Or, I don't know, maybe if someone was, like, relying on counter magic to protect their really important thing, <laughs> and you're just, shazam, take it out. So, yeah, this, this card has a lot of interesting possibilities. All right, cool. Uh, next we have, okay, this, this one was a real head-scratcher for me, CGB. Day of Judgment, which is... <laughs> Basically, the only thing different than this card in Wrath of God is the name. Yes. Okay. Uh, don't forget, creatures can't be regenerated. Dead yes. keyword they, alert they can't. on Wrath of God there. <laughs> it's um, implied. No, it's, it's, it's the same card until they print regenerating creatures again. Mm -hmm. And it is a head-scratcher. It is a mythic. So you're not going to see it often, but you're going to get the feels-bads when you do. But, I mean, in limited, it's still going to be awesome. And Definitely. in 
In Historic, you can play the Wrath Tribal deck and make it a Yorian deck and run 80 cards and have all the Wraths, I guess. I feel like the only reason you play this in Historic is to flex your freaking wild cards, right? You gotta dodge that meddling mage, man. <laughs> I guess so. You gotta dude. dodge that, that Necromentia. You know, the Unmoored Ego is trying to get you, just and you, gotta, you just get them. Diversify your bonds. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Easy. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Meddling mage. Yeah, all of those kind of effects. Okay. All right. That's a gently plausible reason why you might want to. Basically, run it. you shouldn't play. <laughs> you shouldn't play for Wrath of Gods. You should no. go out there and spend more mythics immediately and have yep. like two Day of Judgment and two Wrath of God. Obviously. There we go. I'm being sarcastic. We did it. We, These we, are so corner case. We we rationalized it. So, yeah, basically, if you felt tempted to, like, craft this, just craft Wrath of God first. Okay. Uh, This next card is a card that I'm sure people thought you would be excited about, so hit us with it. Blue Sun Zenith is blue, 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 and X for an instant that says target player draws X cards. Shuffle Blue Sun Zenith into its owner's library. We found the channel target. We hit it. We it's are a mythic. Off to the races. This card is only corner case on par with Sphinx's Revelation, which doesn't see much play. Um, Sphinx's Revelation gains life and requires white mana, but that's usually the kind of deck that you're looking for. The biggest difference is you can play this without playing white, which, you know, there might be a deck that wants to do that, like a go big, is it? mana deck and you can target your opponent it can be a win con hmm. you can deck your opponent by making them draw everything if you have infinite mana hmm. so as a win con it's self-contained right because you want to target yourself with it to make your combo go off or take over the game and then at the end you can just blast your opponent with it until they're gone mm-hmm. yeah this this also has the nexus of fate clause where you shuffle it back so if it's the- yes and no okay Go for it. Okay. The The reason I'm going to say no to that is because it has to resolve. Oh, okay. Yep. The shuffle fair. is a part of the resolution of the spell. Somebody was like, uh, this hose is Demir Rogues. And I'm like, not really, <laughs> because it's going to be really hard to resolve that spell over and over against Rogues. In theory, you could have an empty library, and on your upkeep, every turn, you could target yourself for zero and keep shuffling it to keep your deck there. Doesn't really accomplish anything. Doesn't sound like a very good idea. Um, and like I said, if it ever gets milled or countered, uh, it's gone. It doesn't shuffle back in. Good distinction. All right. Well, very edge case, but interesting card. All right. Next, we have Sign and Blood, Black Black Sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. So basically, a draw two for two. It's importantly a rare, this one's going to historic and not standard, which it's, it's been a long running card. I wouldn't, I don't think it's broken in standard, uh, but yep, it's headed straight to historic where maybe a mono black deck will play it. There two people uh, did register, I believe a mono black control deck in the historic portion of the Kaldheim championship today. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see this. Definitely a mono black card. Wouldn't really consider running it in any other deck. Um, yeah, I mean, it's price to move. Like, wouldn't you rather, in a lot of cases, run Phyrexian Arena as an example? 
In most cases, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's discard. If you're an aggressive deck, like there's mm-hmm. a mono black vampire deck, mm-hmm. you can target your opponent to dome them, and that has come up multiple times as a way to just finish the job. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. It's a fine card that will probably have some homes. It's weird because I've played with Sign and Blood on like Magic Duels and when it was legal, and I, I've played it for years. Mm-hmm. So I have this weird lack of enthusiasm when I see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just like, uh, it's Sign and Blood. It's fine. Yeah, it's that card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd play it in like Mono Black Death Shadow, maybe. Could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's fine. It's well, fine. It, yeah. It's not. This card is not amazing, right? Okay. Yes. Um, and then we'll just move through these real quick. We're also getting Snakeskin Veil and Shock, both standard playable. Actually, neither of these arts is really doing it for me. Really? I would call them both upgrades to what we have. Uh, you, okay. Yeah. I mean, it teach it's their taste. own on art. It's taste. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely something different, so that's cool. Uh, all right, how about Abundant Harvest? Read that for us. This is a green for a sorcery. Choose a land or non-land, period. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card of the chosen kind. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Someone in my chat said that this is a new card printed I, from the future. I heard that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's in a future set and they sent it back through, like... Forward through time, back through time, time whatever you shifted. want to call it. Yeah. 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 They time shifted it here. That's really cool. I also think the card is quite cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. You basically, if you need a land, you hit a land. And if you don't need a land, you hit a spell. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be kind of a tilt to hit a DFC spell. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you might, you might but, want to think about that. But in yeah. a lot of ways, it can function like in a low land deck. It functions as a way to go get that land, so you can run less lands than normal. Kind of cheat that system if you're willing to play basically a tapped land in this spell, mm-hmm. because you do have to pay a green to get it. But anytime it's going to trigger like any kind of sorcery or instant payoff, like Magecraft, uh, mm-hmm. this is a really cool way to do it mm-hmm. at, in a cantrippy way in green, of course. Of course, just the natural choice for that ability. Uh, yeah, I this is one of those cards where like you can just go through the vast library of cards and figure out some cool situations and maybe some combos or whatever. But but this is just one of those like enzymatic cards that has the potential to make a number of different archetypes tick along. So yeah, I'm in for it. Uh, now this next card will be near and dear to Kovac Go Blue's heart. It is Counterspell. <laughs> it is. Um, which is kind of weird, by the way. It's like It shows like a mountain with a massive hand on it, which I guess is... Yep. This is where all Counterspells are born. Mount Hand. Yep. Nope. The nope hand. <laughs> Mount Just the nope. palm... The palm of smugness. <laughs> the palm of smugness. <laughs> just swat just swat your cute little attempt to do the cool thing aside. Just laugh. Just laugh at it. Yeah, and if you so are hoping to do. play this in historic, unfortunately, it is banned. So Yeah. Uh I Bomber. Yeah. I don't know what to say. That's just we move on. Let's just like, pretend that you know, one didn't F's happen. in the chat. <laughs> F's, F's in yeah. the chat. Serious F's in the chat. Yep. 
Um, all right, then we have uh, strategic planning, which we already know about. I will say this is a particularly cool art, so I'm yeah. in for that. Art gets a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Teferi's Protection? Teferi's Protection is an instant for two and a white, and until your next turn, your life total can't change. You gain protection from everything. All wow. permanents you control phase out. Exile to Fairy's Protection. That's a, that's a heck of a card. I'm not really sure where you use it, but okay. It's pretty sweet. I, it's, so the fact that it phases out is very interesting uh, because it doesn't trigger ETBs. Like we talked about phasing mm. before when mm. Teferi reappeared. Your permanents are there, but they're gone. Obviously, this is a really good deflection for a Wrath of God if you have creatures. Mm. This is a really good deflection for a combo deck if the culmination of their combo is to target you with a bunch of stuff because your life total can't change. Doesn't matter how much damage is on the stack, it's not going to work. You gain protection from everything. Um, yeah, like that's that's a lot. <laughs> this, okay, protection from everything is like a short sentence that has a lot of meaning in magic, but it's basically like here are some of the things that can't happen. Of course, you can't be targeted by anything. You cannot be attacked, which is an interesting thing. Um, oh, I didn't yes. even know that. Yes, okay. you, you cannot be attacked. Um, I, there's some other stuff as well that I can't even think of right now, but um, yeah, protection from everything is a is a heavy statement. Okay, yeah. and yeah, I just picture definitely you want to drop this in response to your opponents, throw all in at winning the game somehow. I, I imagine when they drop themselves very low for their death shadow moment, they're going to hate this card. How about uh, with your Fall of the Thran trigger on the stack, you exile all of your lands? Oh, God, it, it does include land. You phase out all of your lands. Yeah, it does include yeah. permanent. Yeah, <laughs> it is all permanent. Your we lands phase out. For the, for the cost of what, okay. nine mana, eight mana? So if you cast, like, Star of Extinction and cast this, you know, none of your stuff takes damage. Um, I, oh, yeah. man. They're, yeah, yeah. There's some. There, there are people who look at this and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, who <laughs> like you that's are. their thing. You know who you are." Also, there's some like flying crustaceans or something, which is kind of cool in here. They kind of look like a alien bugs. He's fighting the Tie Fighters. There you go. Yeah, no Teferi just it's fine. Teferi and his elephant versus the Tie Fighters. <laughs> it all makes sense. It's fine. Okay, now this next card. Um, Boy, I, I recognize the art, but I don't remember what the card is called. So you're looking at some sweet art for Crux of Fate. Oh, which that's is right. Three, Crux of Fate. Three black, black sorcery. Choose one. Destroy all dragon creatures. Oh, and destroy non all non-dragon creatures. creatures. That's right. Yep. This card is gas. I mean, it's weird, but it's gas. What drag, like, are there any dragons that are currently seeing a good amount of play that you can run this next to to really get paid in Historic? I don't know. You run this in your weird Grixis deck or something. Um, Maybe Goldspan Dragon. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it does have to be a tr dragon tribal. There is such an archetype. We have that three mana Sarkin that's very dragon. Actually, both Sarkin Planeswalkers are very yeah. dragon focused. Changelings. 
Yeah, you know, change just, things. Oh, Maskwood yes. Nexus. Now you blow up all their creatures and not yours. Combo. We did it. Love it. Love it. It's a fine card. It's yeah. another wrath, and it's a black five mana destroy all, most all creatures. So it's a little unique, but I, I don't see it. You'll a lot. you'll know you'll know when you want to play this card. Maybe like a good brawl deck for like a dragon commander or something. Okay. All right, now we have gotten to perhaps the card that I assume that you must be the most excited about coming to this set, Kovaco Blue. So I'm going to let you do the honors and explain to the children the, the marvelous wondery that is Brainstorm. The card that destroyed the internet. <laughs> One blue instant, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. A card that is actually restricted in Vintage. Did you know that? Restricted and vintage, legal in historic. How's that, dude? I mean, this, like, honestly, that really surprises me. It's banned in modern. It's banned in pioneer. Although, if it's in this, it doesn't go to pioneer either, I don't think. I mean, it's legal in pauper, but yeah. Um, The thing about Brainstorm that... I think everybody knows is kind of the crucial use of Brainstorm is you cast it with a fetch land. So right. like a Fable Passage. You cast this, you draw three, you put back two cards you don't want, and you sacrifice the land, and you shuffle. So now you have new cards on top. Or you wait till next turn, and you draw the one card you did want and shuffle away the card you didn't want. You can also use it to cheat if there's a card that rewards you for having something on top of your deck. I'm just going to throw one out there because it's the first thing I thought of. If you have a Realm Walker set to Elves and you cast Brainstorm, you can put two Elves on top of your deck and then cast them from there. Uh, So Brainstorm is a pretty absurdly powerful draw spell that just gets you deeper in the deck, is absurdly cheap, and allows you to enable all kinds of nonsense. And it's coming to Historic, and Blue Mages are losing their freaking minds. Do you think it will have a big impact in Historic? Absolutely, I do. Um, I Hmm. think... If it doesn't, it's only because, like, if you go down the list, a lot of the most competitive decks in Historic just aren't playing blue. So I don't know if Brainstorm in and of itself pulls us into playing blue decks that we otherwise wouldn't have. But, I mean, the power level is off the charts with Brainstorm. This is, like, uh, this is definitely, like, a Thoughtseize power level of card. Um, This might even be a more powerful card than Thoughtseize. It is cheap. Like, this is what I want to to communicate. And it it's kind of looking at a lot of the cards in this grouping here, in this archive. One of the thing that sh- things that should stand out to you in your reading is how many of these spells are cheap. And that's really the crux of what makes cards, like, often broken in Magic. If you go back to the older formats, like a lot of the banned cards, a lot of the cards that people build decks around, the cards that are absolute staples, are that way because they are cheap. So Brainstorm just gives you, like, more bang for your buck at one mana than just about any spell I can imagine. Um, So there are easy ways for people to basically turn this into Ancestral Recall, right? Which is draw three, um, mm-hmm. which is a more powerful card than this and is banned almost everywhere. But um, yeah, Brainstorm is like, I don't know, man. If I was a blue mage, just like combo, 
Brainstorm is like so good in combo decks, dude. It like it helps you find your combo pieces. It helps you like a lot of combos involve messing with your deck. It's just yeah. I mean, this card is just utterly insane. Yep, it adds a lot of. You have to pay attention for any cards that say shuffle your library because it shifts up the looks, but you also just have to look for anything that ca like casts or copies a cheap instant. So some cards uh, that you might know and love or hate, Dreadhorde Arcanist, oh, that's yeah. one that people already play. Oh, yeah. Seagate Stormcaller mm -hmm. is a pretty cool card, especially if you can somehow hide a shuffle effect in there, but getting mm -hmm. to copy your Brainstorm is pretty sweet. Oh, like Brainstorm probably goes right into that uh, Stormcaller combo deck, right? The uh, Neoform one. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because like, you might just cast like a Neoform and just shuffle it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it just helps you find whichever part of the combo you're missing. Um, yeah. But I mean, let's talk about some other things that you can do. You can brainstorm. Say, say you have four. Say you have a collected company in your hand. You can brainstorm and put two creatures on top. And cast your collected company to directly hit them. Uh, don't, so you know what so you know you're not gonna whip. Don't give him any ideas, Covert Go Blue. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, okay, okay, fine. Sorry, it, sorry. I, That's what we're here for. Give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that is pretty sweet. And I'm yeah. looking forward to see what this does. Maybe they'll unban Winota and we can get to work with, with that baby. You know, that sound fun? Making sure you just crush it with Winota. Yeah? Yeah? is a good idea okay okay fine fine i'll really impress you you cast yasharn <laughs> and that yasharn either shuffles the deck or you put the two lands back on top that's pretty gas that's what i'm talking about yeah man uh okay that's there, it dude mind. it's just this card does everything and it's a sweet art it is a sweet art yeah Okay, um, next card is also very compelling. Uh, memory Lapse, one and a blue instant. Counter target spell. So that should raise your eyebrows. If that spell is countered this way, put it on top of its owner's library instead of into that player's graveyard. So remember all of that shuffling we were talking about? <laughs> I'm just over here raising my eyebrows. Remember, it's constantly. Re no one's, no <laughs> one's going to do anything shifty with this. Remember, uh, you know, Field of Ruins stock just went up immeasurably with a card like Memory Lapse in the format and Brainstorm. Yes, like like that works both ways. Yep, indeed it here, does. Here's where here's where Memory Lapse is gross. Rogues, you just mill them. There you go. Yup. That's an easy way to do it. Yeah, yeah mill effects, memory... shuffle effects. Yeah. I mean, it's a counter spell for one and a blue, for fluff's sake. I mean, honestly, like, this can just be an ether gust, right? Yeah. Like, that isn't color restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And ether gust exactly. is just already a good spell. Just as a reminder, you can target your own things if you want to save them and they're not resolving the way that you wanted them to. Maybe something changed targets or got sacrificed in response. 
Yeah. Um, Memory Lapse is one of the more underrated and underappreciated counterspells in magic history, a gem from the world of Homelands, which didn't have many gems. <laughs> no. uh, but this card was often disrespected, but honestly, it can, as you've learned with Aethergust, you, it can just be freaking annoying to have to recast a spell. And sometimes yeah. that's just backbreaking. Yep. Think about a situation like your mana screwed, okay? And then you, like, let's say you're stuck on two lands, you miss a land drop, your opponent knows you missed a land drop, and then on turn three you play Mindstone. And your opponent memory lapses your Mindstone. Oh, it's gross. Do you think you're going to win that game? Almost uh, it certainly not. <laughs> you probably aren't because you already conceded. That, like, that, you're you're already it. you're all oh, you already just... threw something across the room. Water, <laughs> water, water bottle has been spiked. It's, it's on to the next thing. <laughs> the tilt tank is at capacity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, another thing to say about that is. There are a lot of things you would memory lapse that you would never counter. Mm. So I'm going to, my my suggestion there is like when the opponent goes turn two, Omen of the Sea, Mm -hmm. right? Just one of those cute little cards, very minor play. You wouldn't burn a counter spell on it because it doesn't do enough, but they need it to fix their draw. They might need it to curve out. They might need it to find that thing. And memory lapsing it, forcing them to miss whatever they were going to draw off the top and put two mana back into it is much more inconvenient. Like, tremendously more inconvenient. Yes. Here's another situation in which memory lapse is good. If you're in a counterspell war, great use for memory lapse. You go to resolve that spell that you've spent the entire game in a control mirror working towards, and your opponent tries to counter it, and you memory lapse. And you are more efficient than your opponent because your spell costs two. And guess what? That counter spell is not really going to matter next turn when you already resolved your Teferi or your whatever. It's just another right. example yeah. of where memory lapse can be dope. Is dope. Good. I think we. I, I think the uh, viewing audience is like, okay, I'm going to memory lapse some stuff. We can, we've now made the arena more of an annoying place. We can move on. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. Can you believe that they just printed both of these cards into Historic next to each other? Like, oh my gosh. Dude, Simic, like, uh, Simic Flash is going to be so annoying. That's all I have to say. The the next card is Thrill of Possibility, (laughs) and it is uh, a cool art. And uh, the card after that is Primal Command, which is three green green sorcery. This is a mythic. Choose two, target player gains seven life, put target non-creature permanent, where? On top of its owner's library. Such sweet music. Target player shuffles their graveyard into their library, and search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle. What do you think about Primal Command in Historic? Uh, it's fine. Um, this strikes me as a card that has shown up in some spots but i don't know if there's like if there's some kind of trick with this card or some kind of archetypal thing that it's been used for in the past i don't really know what it is it just seems very versatile um likewise i mean it's a it's a five mana sorcery so are we really getting our five mana sorceries worth out of this card in some places maybe it, it it's like to me this is like one of the b b 
be minus commands, mm-hmm. you know. It, it'll have its time, and mm-hmm. maybe that's in a sideboard of a specific archetype. But I, I, and I'm excited to have it around. I love commands. I love how many options they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to run out and craft a bunch of them because I don't think it's that kind of four of card. But it'll have its spots. Mm-hmm. It's another card that could be a combo card in some random deck. Like, like the shuffling the graveyard, searching for a creature. Um, okay, uh, the the Sir Conrad. It's a Sir Conrad. There you go. <laughs> We're there gonna shuffle go, the graveyard and baby. dome the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that that's what I'd be looking for with a card like this. Is like some kind of janky. You know, it it just comes down to random janky mono green combo decks for me. All right. Moving on, Revitalize returns. So we all know what that card does. It's just a cantrip gain three life draw card. Okay. Uh, Electrolyze. This is interesting, Kovagoblu. Take us through this. One blue red instant Electrolyze deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets and draw a card. Is this like a generally good card? Yeah. Very generally good card. One of the kind of original like dodge and burn cards uh if you were going to play a blue red archetype it does a little bit of direct damage to something and you get card draw in the same card this card has been fine it it got played when it was in standard it got played in older formats at time to time now i think it's a bit outdated Mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of hope for it in historic because i think historic's just too intense but it might show up here and there it's one of those cards that's like, it feels a little too expensive at three, but it would be filthy at two. So you kind of like, it's kind of hard to figure out what that means. Yeah, I I, I think that you're exactly right. It's, yeah. it's like, it's a broken at two and just okay at three. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, maybe. Cool card. Uh, Chaos Warp, two and a red instant. The owner of target permanent shuffles it into their library, then reveals the top card of their library. If it's a permanent card, they put it onto the battlefield. So little little Tybalt's trickery action going on here. It, except it says if it's a permanent, and it has to be exactly what's on top of the library. Now, Mr. Brightside is going to be like, we have Brainstorm now, so <laughs> yep. you can set it up and do some nonsense. <laughs> and there are probably people who will do it. The fact that it's a permanent, um, that means like whatever you want to combo with it, man. You want Ugin, you want Ulamog, mm-hmm. you want uh, Omniscience. Like, all these are on the table. So people are going to try to combo brew with this. Do you think that there's anything broken? Do you think it's going to hit the format hard somewhere? So one of the issues with this card is that um, if you play lands, then that kind of messes up your combo. So, like, because it's just too easy to hit a land off of this thing, and so you're not trying to rely on this to cheat out your own stuff. Oh, I think you have to know what your top card is. Like, I, I think that, like, a brainstorm type effect or something that lets you see your well, top card is required. Here's the thing, though, is that you don't get to do that, right? Because they sh- it, they shuffle, and in the same ability, they reveal the top, oh. right? So I'm going to go sit in my dumb corner. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I made the same mistake with whatever that blue card was, right? <laughs> 
I I highly suggest those listening to the podcast to uh, to pull this up on YouTube and and see. But CGB's out of the frame, so you can't see the dunce cap that he's wearing right now. So here's what I've got for you, Covert Go Blue. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> here's what I've got for you. Okay. 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 It is a deck which is entirely DFCs that are not permanents on the front side, and Ulamogs and Chaos Warbs, right? Warbs. So what you do is you play your DFCs as lands, and then when you can afford this, you warp one of your lands and then you shuffle your deck, and the only permanent in the deck is Ulamog. Are there enough spell lands to do that? There might be. Heck yeah. But okay. they, they have to produce red mana, so that's the challenge. Isn't trickery better? <coughs> turn two instead of turn three. With a yeah, small but this always hits. This always hits. And okay. you can run cantrips as well. You can just like opts and digging and all that nonsense right okay yeah it's you get gas. to run spells this is ga- i'm gonna build this deck okay have fun <laughs> i'll be this, over here this will this will be the next tybalt's trickery trust <laughs> i'll be playing magic in trust. the corner in dunn's corner where i don't know how cards work. <laughs> okay this next card the archetypal the famous the often referenced Doomblade. This is Breaker the, of Hearts. This is the OG Covert Go Blue. The ultimate Timmy, like, just shut you down, just... slap you. You don't understand how magic works. Your card sucks because this card is Doomblade. Because it dies to Doomblade. Nice try, Timmy. Your set review is lame. Mine is informed because I understand how dies to Doomblade works. Good show. You know what my favorite part of this particular reprint is? It's like the exact same art as it was before. It's just like older. Anime style, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's literally the same art. Yep. Angel (laughs) getting sliced. This is going to hit historic. This card matters. Oh, this card is good. good. Okay, okay. Um, In a vacuum, better or worse than Harlow's Act? I think it's better because there's more counters that just do freaking everything these days. Yeah. I mean, I've had a Heartless Act that didn't do what it needed to do lots of times these days. Yeah, it only hurts if, of course, you end up playing against a black deck. But apart from that, it's just all gas. Yeah, it's going to feel bad when you can't kill a Mayhem Devil or Dreadhorde Butcher or Priest of Forgotten Gods or when you can't kill a Death Shadow. And those things, that, that makes it not great, probably not I don't know. Is it main deck then? I guess it, it depends on the format. It might be bad in historic right now, you know? Unlike many things, though, it kills a Nissa land. It does kill a Nissa land. Yeah, this, for two mana at instant speed. Yeah, this card is just... And you know what? Like, it's just such a flavor win that Angels is a thing in historic right now. Because you can just freaking Doomblade that deck out. Love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Crawling Barons, Faceless Haven, some of those tough to kills. Yeah. 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 So, this is the OG. When people talk about black removal spells, they compare them to Doomblade. So, now we have it. And when you open this in Limited, you're going to feel like a genius. Okay. Next. Um, 
of a very sweet art version of Negate. I am a huge fan. You know, I am thrilled. I wish they'd done a little bit more of this in this set of taking cards, which are basically always in standard, and then giving it a sweet art. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. you're just, like, I promise you, anyone who plays Negate and who plans to play Negate in the future is going to get this art, and they are going to play this card exclusively because it is the best version of Negate ever. Well, I mean, that's what they've done, right? They've figured out a way to sell us the same cards twice. <laughs> yes. And I actually want it this time. I know. it. Like, it. it's five head, man. It is. It's ultra big brain. It is. I mean, this this is like easily in the running for my favorite art in this entire collection, and that's saying something. It's a good one. Yeah, very, very good. Okay, how about this next card, CGB? Adventurous Impulse. It's been in standard. You might not know what it does, because nobody plays it. <laughs> but the art's fine. It's you know, fine. I feel like we're on our way out of the Shire on the long, long <laughs> road off to Mount doom or wherever and that's that's nice that's nice the next card is d spark which also already exists on mm -hmm. arena but you mm -hmm. do get the sweet art of like animated bolus getting unsparked like, i guess laser beaming people it's kind of weird because it looks like the god eternals are chilling with him i think that's bantu and or <laughs> and oketra? oketra yeah yeah which he didn't despark those they're not planeswalkers i think that's supposed to be fighting cgb fighting who each other yes fighting is down there why i, don't uh, I know, guess man. that's true didn't he like didn't he like made these guys or they worshipped him or something yeah well he uh, killed them and then reanimated them and made them his mega henchmen right I think that's how that works. Anyway, that's what the you -spark, do to your friends. If, yeah. if you look at D-Spark, it was like Gideon and Liliana like did the D-Sparking, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, Exile yeah. Target Permanent with mana value four or greater. It already exists in Historic. It rarely sees play, but does see some sideboard hype. Mm -hmm. All right. How about this other? This is another OG card right here. This is the card Wizards doesn't want you to have, man, except now they do. Apparently they changed their mind. Stone in a rain. rain. Lay it on oh, the yeah. CGB. Oh, I'll lay it on you with stone rain. <laughs> no problem. Two in a red sorcery destroy target land. It's just, <laughs> just clean, simple, beautiful. It's so beautiful. There was a time, man. There was a time when we just turn one Lanoir elf, turn two stone rain. <laughs> Done. Wait, that sounds Done gas. Doesn't Wait. it? Aren't we still doing that? I want to still do that. You can do that. Perfect. I guess. I Look, sometimes <laughs> you're on the play and you do it and you feel like a million bucks and your opponent rage quits or they miss a land drop and you win the game. And then the other times uh... you're on the draw and you do it and they're like, okay, I play my second land and then my third and then my fourth. But I have been amazed at how many people are un just like really excited about land destruction like this is a these people are gross man they just don't want the opponent to play magic it's like they people get mad about counter spells land destruction was the original like omega counter spell of now you don't even get the the that glimmer of hope that your card could resolve you just literally sit there draw and say go because you have no land i mean it's like these sickos what, what's wrong with them 
It curves so nicely into rubble reading. Oh my god, you're one of them! <laughs> never knew. <laughs> I never knew. You know, it's been fun doing this podcast, <laughs> but now that certain facts have come to light uh, on this, our first uh, like recorded, like live for the people camera episode, I, I don't know if I can go back. Was or was not one of your most famous YouTube videos a land destruction video, CGB? Covert Go Blue, the mage <laughs> who will forever look, be known as the land destruction guy on look, YouTube. <laughs> look, destroy all lands is not the same, all right? Like, they haven't printed Armageddon yet. If we were going to have a talk about Armageddon, it's everybody. It's equal, all right? You get no land, I get no land. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's I mean... You know, land destructos, you're like mill people. You know who you are. You're going to giddily craft this card. You're going to feel great about it. Go have fun. Go have fun losing on the ladder. I'll, <laughs> I'll meet you there. I've done it too. Raise my hand. I've done it too. Man, there's a lot of ways to like copy this card mm. and get it back. So mm -hmm. if you want to play Double Vision and Mirari's Conjecture, mm -hmm. like... Like, don't don't let anyone tell you your memes oh, are dreams. You can hit Stone Rain off of the new Coco, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, not not baby. the Modern Horizons version of Coco, the one yeah. from Masters. You can hit two Stone Rains. Collected Conjuring. You can That's, hit two Stone Rains. Okay, you know someone's going to try that. I hate them already. It's going to be sweet. I'm, um, I'm done with them. Hold on. <laughs> The Stormcaller doesn't work with this, right? It's only one nope. or two. Too expensive, but du the Dual Strike does. The Fortel oh, one. Oh, yes. Wait, and and does Dual Strike work with Coco, the, the Collected Conjuring? Is it's a sorcery, it... right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, baby. <laughs> We're doing it. We're do Arjuna's talking oh, in his man. whisper voice now. He, he is. Oh, we are, uh, we're really doing it. Just That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that is actually the end of the cards that I'm looking at here. Me too. So um, this is, yeah, anyway, I don't know. This is very exciting, basically. These cards are definitely going to shake up Historic. I feel 100% certain of that. Um. I don't know, man. This is like some some of the most concentrated like jolt of power into the historic format I've ever seen. So, Jumpstart gave it Muxus and a few other pieces, but like Core Spirit Dancer, and mm -hmm. I think it's the it might be better than that. I think that in general the product uh, is a bit of a win 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 mm. because we add a different dimension to limited, we uh, shake up historic. And we don't ruin standard. And we keep, like, there's a freshness, right, between historic and standard here. And we do it all with, all within the same set, one product release. And Wizards probably makes good money because of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, these are selling points and these are very craftable. So mm -hmm. I think everybody wins. And, you know, we crap on Wizards a lot when not everybody wins. So maybe we should give them some credit when they actually do. I think we all win from this. Yeah, this is a slam dunk. I mean, if I was going to buy a box of a standard set, I would feel heavily incentivized to make it a Strixhaven box. 
Although, after all of the rest of the cards we read, I'm not so sure. But, um, you know, assuming that all things are equal, this is just like free value. And what magic player does not like a little free value? While I'm scared, I still think Strixhaven is going to do exactly what Kaldheim did, drop some bangers on us next week. And we're going to get a lot more enthused about it. I think I so. I hope so. I definitely hope so. Cheap cards, man. Print those cheap cards, wizards. All right. I think that that's going to do it for this extremely long episode of the Arena Craft Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another spoiler season. It feels soon, but here we are. You know, you're never you're never ready. You're never ready to go off to college. So here we are. Um, so we will return next week with many, many more spoilers. And go watch this on YouTube because... We're going to have card images, and you'll get to see our pretty faces. You'll get to see what CGB is doing right now. The curiosity. Oh, the curiosity. So yeah, that's that's really exciting. Do that on Covert Go Blue's channel, youtube.com forward slash Covert Go Blue. And uh, yeah, okay. You can find the ArenaCraft podcast most places, including Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes and youtube and uh yeah you can find me streaming at twitch.tv forward slash arena craft podcast cgb streams at twitch forward slash covert go blue all right buddy i cannot wait to get back into strict saving with you next week later crafties <laughs>